welcome to 5-Minute Storytelling. In the next episode, you will be listening to an episode that was recorded as a YouTube video originally as a part of the 52 Weeks of Storytelling video series. Please disregard anything related to video or being able to see something (laughs) Um, and enjoy listening to the audio. All of the information is relevant and totally useful um, to what we've been working on and I sincerely hope that you find some inspiration on how you can tell and start one page of your story or help someone else tell theirs. I hope you enjoy the episode and if you ever have any questions remember you can always chime in and send messages or go find the social platforms like Instagram or Facebook and send us a DM. Let's talk 52 weeks of storytelling resources. All the resources that you hear about or the links you hear about in the following episode can be found in the corresponding YouTube description that's searchable on YouTube by the week number. Additionally, you can go to www.thelegacyrecorder.com slash 52 weeks, and that will take you to a landing page that has all of the information, including the explanation video that's referenced in some episodes of the videos slash podcast. If you ever have any questions about the resources, again, use the message lever option um, if depending on where you are listening to this or find us on Instagram or Facebook and send us a DM. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Storytelling. This week, we are in week 36. Quick spoiler, the prompt this week is favorite food. I'm going to go through a couple of mine. They've morphed over the years based on dietary restrictions and other things. So if you aren't sure about a favorite food, I have some examples. But first, I want to tell you what 52 Weeks of Storytelling actually is. So 52 Weeks of Storytelling is how I have helped people break down writing one page of their story, one page of their book, their memoir, their biography, you get the idea, uh, over the course of a 52-week period, which in the end ends up being like a year. So if you go back and you watch all the previous videos and you watch all the videos after this, you'll come up with 52 pages of your story. Now, you are more than welcome to use the prompts. You can ditch the prompts. You can use it as a guide. Just find some inspiration and take a moment and set aside some time with yourself each week that you can write just a little bit. You can consider it a journal entry, diary entry, or write an essay and share it with family. I also want to share with you that there is a journal that you can grab. There is a printed version that you can order on Amazon. There is a link to that in the description. There's also a PDF version that you can get off of Etsy. They just vary a little bit in production and um, how the final product looks. The journal looks super awesome. You can see um, some examples of it on the website. (laughs) And... Yeah, so check out those links. I encourage you to do that. It helps me uh, keep going and make these videos. So with that, I want to share with you what the legacy storytelling method is. So what you'll find in the journals and on the website is a set of questions that walk you through the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why, in that order. The first four usually are pretty simple for people to work through. The fifth one is usually what trusts people up, which is why. I like to think of it as why did this moment happen? How did you get here? What was happening in your life that brought you to wherever you are in the moment that you're thinking of? 
The next set of questions that are part of the method are what I call the digging deeper questions. These focus more on impact, feelings, and what you want people to remember about this moment. Those questions really help you be reflective. They help your storytellers be reflective if you're using this in as an activity staff person or as a caregiver. And it gives people an opportunity to think critically about this moment, about the impact it had on their life, maybe it changed a trajectory, and also what they want people to remember about this moment. That question usually gives people an opportunity to really dig deep and find something that is meaningful in every moment, which is kind of the whole point. So that is a legacy storytelling method. With that, I want to jump into the weekly writing prompt. So this week is favorite food. One thing I've noticed over the years in doing this work that people are um, when you talk about favorites, it's usually polarizing. So people will have a very specific favorite thing um, or things they don't like. Um, so this is a really great prompt to start yourself off on or start with a different with start with another storyteller and really investigate why their favorite food is important to them. Did someone share it with them? Was it something that got made on a specific holiday? Is it attached to family memories or traditions? There's a whole video somewhere on food traditions and baking. Um, so I encourage you to go check that out. Um, but that's really... Um, I just lost my train of thought. Favorite food. <laughs> so um, when we get into actual, like the impact part of it, sometimes when we think about our favorite food, it changes or influences how we interact with other people in our lives. So if we have children later in life, we might share our favorite food with them. And if that wasn't our favorite food, we might not have shared it with them. So that is an example of impact. I would like to share with you now my story example. So I have had a number, as I alluded in the uh, intro of this video, alluded to uh, a number of favorite foods. So if um, my initial initial favorite food was spaghetti, um, so much so that at 14 I um, decided that would be my email address. It's still my email address in a couple of places. Um, I've been working on fixing it over, uh, but yeah, spaghetti. So spaghetti was my, um, it was my camp name um, at Girl Scouts when I was staff um, and as a kid. And I just loved it because it also was a word, it was, I thought it was a complicated word for a long time because people would always forget the H. Um, and yeah, so that was my favorite food. Um, mostly for the taste, like I liked it, but I don't, I think I just was attached to it for the word and like, I don't know. I just like saying it. I really like words. So that was my favorite food growing up. As I've gotten older, I realized I had a gluten intolerance. So I don't eat spaghetti as much. Sometimes when they do um, fundraisers around here, they do, excuse me, they will have gluten-free spaghetti and gluten-free pasta, which is super awesome. So I always try to go support those when they have gluten-free pasta. Um, and yeah, so that was my childhood favorite food. That's another way you can split this question up is asking about childhood favorite food and favorite food as an adult now. Um, as an adult now, it's kind of weird because I can't eat gluten and I can't eat anything in the lettuce family. So it really, you know, I realize other people have much worse sensitivities than I do, but it still makes choosing food and enjoying food um more cumbersome than it was before. So I think if I were to say what my favorite food now is, is that I just, I like my food to taste good. Um, and I enjoy making good food. Um, I really like complex flavors and depths of things and, um, it allows me to enjoy it more. So 
that is that's my story that's it for this week that's the prompt please make sure you check out those links to the journal subscribe wherever you're watching this or listening and i hope to see you again on for next week because we'll be coming back and until then i hope you have an incredibly wonderful day and of course as always happy writing <laughs>